Hello and welcome to episode 154 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, Araz, with my co-host, The Buck, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the internet. And, and Buck, this is episode 154. Typically, I don't tell people what the titles are in the, in the dialogue of the episode, uh, because it, sometimes they change after recording. Uh, but, you know, I, I think I came up with a good one this week, and uh, it's clickbaity as hell. But this episode is entitled Threesomes, Jesus, and Cheese. And I'm sure you're going to figure out why here in just a few minutes. But let's go ahead and start with the Jesus aspect, shall we? This one comes from click2houston.com. Jesus told her to open the plane door. <laughs> Woman flying from Houston bit someone on flight in effort to open plane door at 37,000 feet. Uh, a woman who the FBI said forced a Southwest Airlines plane from Houston to Columbus, Ohio to make an emergency landing in Little Rock, Arkansas on Saturday said in mid-flight that Jesus told her to open the plane door. <laughs> Documents released by the U.S. District Court of the Eastern District of Arkansas said the 34-year-old woman walked to the back of the plane and started, and, I'm sorry, and stared at the exit door. Court documents sketched this scene. A flight attendant told the woman to either use the bathroom or sit down. Another flight attendant said the female passenger asked two flight attendants if she could look out the window. And when she received a negative response from the flight attendant, she forced her way past the first flight attendant and began to pull the handle on the emergency exit in an attempt to open the door at 37,000 feet. A passenger who overheard someone say, She's trying to open the door! went to the rear of the plane and helped detain the woman, wrestling her to the ground, but not before she bit the passenger on the thigh and apparently held on. <laughs> Documents said the woman continued to bite the victim until the victim worked their fingers into her uh, jawline in an attempt to have her release the bite, which she eventually did. Documents said the woman began hitting her head on the plane floor and later said Jesus told her to fly to Ohio and Jesus told her to open the plane door. The victim who was bitten received treatment, antibiotics, and a hepatitis shot at the local hospital. <laughs> uh, documents said the victim had PTSD and anxiety since the incident. Court documents did not identify the vi uh, victim but said the person had to call the Veterans Crisis Hotline following the incident. The woman accused told authorities she planned to go to Maryland to stay with family friend who was a pastor. Documents said she left her home on Saturday without telling her husband and did not bring any luggage and was traveling alone. She had not flown in a long time and could not recall the last time she had flown. Documents said she claimed she could not breathe on the plane and decided to get up from her seat. She said she remembered trying to open the door and bit the person. She also said that she has anxiety and become very anxious and normally would not have done those things. Their criminal complaint indicates the woman is facing charges of assault with, uh, within maritime and territorial jurisdiction and interference with the flight crew members and attendants. Wow. Holy shit. Now, yeah. lady, 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 lady. Plan this whole... <laughs> Going in with the, uh, you know, I have anxiety shtick to explain all this. Completely, completely, completely bad. Bad, 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 bad. 
you shouldn't be saying anything first off. You should say nothing to no one. And the second thing is, is that there is definitely something wrong in your camp. But I think anxiety is only scratching the very surface of it. Jesus told me 37,000 feet, and that's what you think you're going to do. Lady, you'd have to be Thor, the Incredible Hulk, and Tony fucking Stark to get that fucking door open at 37,000 fucking feet, first off. Okay, second off, I can understand why everybody freaked the fuck out and, and tried to restrain that woman, so good job. You know, even though you can't get that door open, you still shouldn't fucking try. You know, I, I just, there's just so many things with this, man. You know, I wouldn't have normally done these things. Lady. I should sure as hell hope so. <laughs> your problems started well before you got on that aircraft. Well before you got on that aircraft. You left your home and your husband with no luggage to get on a plane and go visit a pastor in Ohio. And mid-flight is when Jesus lays the epiphany upon you to open the door at 37,000 feet. I promise you. I promise you. That, didn't, that, that, that was a construct of your mind. And there's something wrong in your camp. I, I I don't think anxiety was the right way to go. You should have shut your fucking yap and let an attorney handle it. You need help. There's something wrong, but you really fucked up. Yeah. <sighs> something, and you know, you've also earned yourself onto the uh onto the no fly list now, by the way, I'm sure. I don't think I've ever in in two and a half years I, I can I, I'd say less than I'd be able to count on one hand. Have we actually had somebody like breaking maritime law? Like, no, actually, you know what? That's just the first time that somebody's actually been officially charged with it. We have people acting like idiots on fucking planes all the time. Truth. But either way, we we don't we don't see very often the the you know. The article stating is like, oh yeah, they're gonna get hit with maritime law on this one too. What does that even mean? Like, I, I, you know, could you could you explain that to me as as if you were talking to somebody educated in the penal system? Because I'm not actually sh like I know that maritime law exists, but I'm what is it? What is maritime law? It's I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination, but there are certain laws that, um take place in international airspace and international waters that most countries agree on. Um, and, and again, their flight must've went over uh, some of that territorial area or something. Um, it also could just be the fact that it's above the ground. I don't know. I'm, I am not a, uh, Oh, see, I, I thought, I thought you would know, like, cause I know that you're like subject to maritime law when you're in a boat in an international water. But you know what dictates what dictates the the threshold? Like, were they over international like international airspace? Is that like over the ocean? That's what I would assume, but I I I don't know. I mean, we'd, okay, we'd, I'm not. I mean, we're, we're, I, I have a, I have a pilot's license, but it's only for a drone. 
Yeah, you know what? I mean, like, I'm focusing on the wrong aspect of anything here. We need to just move along before we really get sucked into this space. All right, well, let's what go do to... We, what, do we, what do we got up next? Let's go to KRO7.com. Florida woman sues over Velveeta shells and cheese ready-time claim. A Florida woman is suing the parent company of Velveeta's microwavable shells and cheese cups, claiming that she... <laughs> would not have bought the product had she known it would take longer to prepare than three and a half minutes, as stated on the box. Amanda Ramirez uh, filed a class action lawsuit on November 18th in U.S. District Court of the Southern District of Florida's Miami Division. Ramirez is the lead plaintiff in a lawsuit against Kraft Heinz Foods Company, which manufactures the macaroni and cheese product. The lawsuit is seeking damages of more than $5 million, including statutory and punitive damages, plus interest and cost. She accused the company of violating state and federal laws against deceptive and unfair trade practices, false advertising, and false and misleading advertising, breach of express warranty, neglect, represent, uh, misrepresentation, and unjust enrichment, according to the newspaper. An issue is the amount of time it takes to prepare the macaroni and cheese. According to the lawsuit, the statement on the bottom left-hand corner of the box claims that the product is ready in three and a half minutes. It is false and misleading because the product takes longer. The directions on the back of the package detail four steps in preparing the macaroni and cheese. <laughs> One of the steps includes microwave the food takes three and a half minutes. The lawsuit did not state how long it took Ramirez overall to prepare the cups for consumption. Ramirez bought a box of eight 2.39-ounce cups at several locations, including a Publix supermarket, between October and November of 2022. Ramirez she t said she paid a premium price of $10.99. <laughs> the suit claims that the $10.99 price is higher than similar products that are, representative, are, are represented in a non-misleading way. Uh, Heinz Foods Company did not immediately respond to a request for comment about the lawsuit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's just... Hmm. Oh my wow. god. <laughs> you know, people these days, man... Like, I'm actually, I'm getting to the age where I'll be able to say that about just about anybody, but really, I think it's just appropriate to just say it. People these days, what the fuck is wrong with this lady, man? Why, to, why are you being, we live in such a litigious society, it is fucking weird, man. Weird. Uh, it, it, the directions on the back of the box. Four, four steps. One, remove the lid and cheese sauce pouch. Two, add water to the fill line in cup and stir. Three, microwave uncovered on high three and a half minutes. Do not drain. Four, stir in contents of cheese sauce pouch. That's it. <laughs> but it does say on the front of the box, ready in three and a half minutes. <laughs> so what, it, it took her four and a half minutes? <laughs> That's worth $5 billion, right? You know what, man? I think she, I'm, I, I think she might be onto something there. I think she might be onto something. And you know what? I think I'm going to file my own suit, too, against my wheelchair company. Mm -hmm. 
You want to know why? Because they claim that these devices make you more independent. And, and, and you know what? I mean, like, visually, one, one could probably say big success by looking at me in this thing. It's like, you know, yeah, buckets around real well. So independent. Well, then why can, why can everyone else on Earth reach the manual fucking button? There's, there's like a little selector switch down here by my wheels that puts the chair into manual mode so you can push me. Like if my battery dies or some shit like that. Everybody else on the planet can reach it but me. I don't think that's very independent. I don't think that's very independent in, at all. In fairness, you're not, I, I'm, you're not pushing I, shit. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Everybody else can reach that button but me. I don't think it, that that's really taking away from my independence. And I think I'm going to sue. How, how much you think you should get? Dollar fifty-five, maybe enough for the stamp, or for a little tub of Velveeta shells and cheese. Yeah, but I can't. You know what? I'll take it. That's a deal all day long. Our next story comes from theguardian.com. Patient allegedly turned off roommate's ventilator because the sound annoyed her. Jesus Christ. Uh, a 72-year-old woman in Germany has been arrested after she allegedly twice switched off the hospital roommate's ventilator because she was annoyed by the sound that it made. The woman was detained on suspicion of attempted manslaughter after the incident in southwestern city of Mannheim on Tuesday evening. Police and prosecutors said the suspect was alleged to have switched off the woman's ventilator and then despite staff telling her the machine was vital for the patient, switched it off again later in the evening. A joint press release released by the Man uh, Mannheim Public Prosecutor's Office and the Mannheim Police alleged the woman switched off the ventilator before 8 p.m. after she felt disturbed by the noise coming from the oxygen device. Although the suspect was informed by hospital staff that the oxygen supply was a vital measure, she said she had switched, it off, switched the device off again around 9 p.m. The 79-year-old patient had to be revived. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, and... Uh, while her life was not in danger, she still required intensive care. The suspect was brought before a judge on Wednesday and taken to jail. Investigations are ongoing. Talk about fucking entitlement. Oh Jesus. my gosh, though. This means that Karens actually exist outside of the USA. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I just... I just want to highlight that we're not the only country in the world with people like that. Like, I really thought, like, I really would have thought if you could have asked me, and I, th I would have thought this would have taken place in, like, Florida, you know, like, if you wouldn't have told me it was Germany, I would have been like Mannheim. That must be somewhere in Pennsylvania. Like, like, oh, okay. Yeah, some Pennsylvania lady. But no, you said it right off the gate, man. Germany. Wow, can you imagine that? Be being the poor fucking nurse on duty, being like, "Ma'am, ma'am, you have to leave that machine alone. You could kill that person." Well, I need to sleep. Just like having having to wrap your mind around people's entitlement like that. Just, <sighs> just. Just and then they had to revive her. Just, just sitting there on the Kronkenhaus, 
Come on, I am tired of this beeping. We must stop the beeping in the Kranken house. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. God. You know what? I mean, that is that is very, very accurate. The Kraken house. Kranken, Kranken house. Kranken house. <laughs> Whatever it is, man. Every other place pretty, in the I'm, fucking world. I'm pretty sure that's right. I'm pretty sure hospitals Kranken house and, and ambulance is Krankenwagen. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know, but all sure. I can say is that Germany missed the boat on the fucking uh, linguistics here, because every other country, like I think even Russia calls it a fucking like us like hospital in some way, like you can be from anywhere in the world and you can just be like hospital, and no matter where you are they'll understand you, but not in fucking Germany. Nope, Krakenhaus, Krankenhaus, whatever it is. <laughs> I, I i'm you know i'm saying it with such um with such such conviction but i'm not even sure i'm right you know <laughs> yeah i know man i i just oh <sighs> oh oh, oh. <laughs> i didn't hear it Krankenhaus. Krankenhaus. k-r-a-n-k-e-n-h-a-u-s Krankenhaus. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> yes, score one for Team Raz. I guess so. All right, Buck, we're gonna go to our favorite place in the world, and you know oh, where that is. Good. Mm-hmm. Florida man, Florida man, does whatever the fuck he can. Makes headlines every time. Florida's paradise. Look out! Here comes, Florida. Here comes Florida Man indeed. In case you haven't remembered this name, Jeremy DeWitt is back in the news. Do you remember that name, Buck? Yeah. Yes, I do. This guy, this guy has been being made fun of in the law enforcement community since 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 we since we actually worked in it together. <laughs> Well, Central Florida man known for impersonating cops arrested again. Jeremy DeWitt, a, a registered sex offender, has been arrested multiple times for impersonating law enforcement officers, was arrested again Tuesday, according to the Osceola County Sheriff's Office. Deputies say they arrested DeWitt for a violation of probation on an Orange County warrant. In addition to the Orange County charges, the Osceola Sheriff's uh, Office said Dwight will face charges in Osceola County for refusing to cooperate and violating under uh, further terms of his probation. DeWitt was impersonating an officer while directing traffic for a funeral possession, reached for his gun during a fight with an actual deputy in late 2019, according to the Orange County Sheriff's Office. At this time, records show that he was arrested for a third time, and DeWitt was accused of the same crime. Well, in March of 2021, DeWitt was arrested during a traffic stop when deputies said he was dressed as a police officer while riding on a motorcycle and carrying a weapon. DeWitt is a convicted felon and not allowed to carry concealed weapons, or any weapon for that matter, let's be honest. And other details have not been released at this time. God, this guy, he keeps trying to, like, start his own police force. Um... And there's like there's there's like so many videos of people that have this guy, um, like threatening to arrest them and like coming up to their car and oh, like cussing yeah. them out. If if you just look for Florida police impersonator, you will find video of Jeremy Dewitt. This dude 
has been doing this for he, over a decade. I mean, he is no man. No man. Two thousand and one is his was his first time. And and I didn't even have to research this because he's so fucking like he's he's almost viral. This guy, he is viral. He is viral. You can find him on World's Dumbest. You can find him on fucking like Karen Patrol on fucking YouTube. Epic fails. Like this dude is a fucking menace. And I don't know how he keeps on, how he keeps on like even thinking that, that he can go out there and, and do this. He's so recognizable. I'd laugh in his face if he tried to pull me over. I'd laugh in his face. Gun or not, I'd just be like, oh my gosh. Oh my God, oh you're my Jeremy gosh. DeWitt. <laughs> That's exact. I'd be like, oh my gosh, Officer DeWitt. Can I get a selfie? Can- <laughs> yeah, man. I'm not doing shit that you say. You can promptly go fuck yourself after the picture, but whatever, man. Pleasure to meet you. <laughs> can I get an autograph? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> He's he's a, he's a different are, critter, man. That's for sure, dude. He's a fucking. He is the heel of the turd, man. This guy, and he's a fucking sex offender. You know, he gets busted. I, I remember, like one of the videos I watched, he was getting, he was doing all his fake, fake and bacon cop shit, and then he gets busted. <laughs> fake and bacon. <laughs> yeah, f- fake and bacon, man. But uh, you know, he's doing all this all this fucking fake and bacon cop shit and then and then it cuts to him being in court. They were like, Oh yeah. And our uh, our our convicted sex offender failed to register his vehicle and and wherever he was living and now is facing new charges. It's like you know, it's why? Why? But yeah, fake and bacon, man. Fake and bacon. It's obvious that there's a mental health aspect involved in it, but that can only go so far. I'm sorry. (laughs) That can only go so far. All right, Buck, let's take a quick break. All right, Buck, we are back, and we're going to go across the pond, shall we? Uh, This is coming from the mirror.co.uk. Drunken England fan accidentally orders 160 McNuggets during World Cup win. (laughs) A drunken England fan uh, mistakenly ordered 160 McDonald's Chicken McNuggets while celebrating the 3-0 World Cup victory against Wales. The footy fan was unable to comprehend uh, how to use Deliveroo, which I'm guessing is kind of like DoorDash, when she placed the mega order for a whopping 60 pounds. She only wanted a normal portion of 20 McNuggets, but ended up with eight times the amount after knocking back drinks during Tuesday's crunch match. I think it, uh, I think I must've been trying to add sweet and sour sauce, but instead was adding extra nuggets. At least it meant today's breakfast and lunch are sorted. (laughs) Oh God. The supporter recalled thinking the bag was heavy when her delivery arrived. Then when I opened it, it was just box after box after box of chicken nuggets. England fans went wild as the three Lions scored two goals in two minutes after they battled against Wales for a spot in the knockout stages. The players turned to the Doho Stadium 
roaring and sent two balls into the net after leaving the, the pitch scoreless at halftime. Marcus Rashford scored a stunning free kick before Phil Foden doubled the team's lead just moments later. And it, it's going on about the game. I really don't care about soccer. So, uh, but <laughs> this made the news. This chick inadvertently buys six, you know, 160 McNuggets. And for some reason, the mirror felt it needed to do a full article on chicken nuggets being ordered by yeah, some drunk. But they, 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 they left out the, the big newsworthy piece of information though. They still only gave her one sweet and sour sauce packet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those fucking bastards fuck you dude <laughs> no man you know what though the the whole world cup thing is a fucking joke this year it... they they had to move the date back because if they would have had it when they were supposed to have it where they when they when they've always had it it would have been like 120 degrees out in fucking Qatar. They were like, no, 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 don't even worry about it. We'll just move it back to November. And people are like, uh, that's our normal fucking season. Like, and Qatar is like, oh, don't worry about it. We spent $220 billion making hotels and everything like that. Built you a brand new fucking stadium. Ha ha ha. By the way, we're not going to let you oh. serve beer. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't. We'll have alcohol zones, but you can't get drunk and rowdy in the streets. And if you're gay, don't even think about setting foot in our fucking country. Because that shit's illegal here and we'll fucking kill you. Because that's punishable by death. And you will die. Here. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh. I, I don't know who, who in their right mind thought Qatar was the, the best place to have a, a, a world sporting event. Well, I'll tell you this much. Um, I don't think it all boiled down to the great idea. I think it boiled down to uh, who had the most money to bribe the people on the fucking board. Exactly. Because that's all it came down to because the USA and Qatar. See, I actually just saw a whole fucking YouTube video on this shit, man. I'm actually speaking from like, I'm regurgitating information from a valid source. YouTube's okay. a valid source. Infographic show, thank you. Okay, I actually really like the infographic show. Yeah, so, I mean, like, it came down to the U.S. and Qatar, and the U.S. is like, dude, you know, let us, let us do it, let us do it. You know, there's like 10 countries. It boils down to the U.S. and Qatar and the fucking, like, you know, who's going to get a coin toss. And, boy, I'll tell you what, man, you want to talk about stacking the fucking deck. All right, because then this decision was made back in 2010, by the way, of where to have the World Cup this year. That decision was made in 2010. And then in 2011, half the fucking panel that even votes on this shit gets outed for corruption. But they're like, ah, you know, we're going to let all the situations and, and everything that they did, we're not going to question any of that because I would just... Tar that would, that would tarnish, just, it would tarnish our image. Yes, you know, but from from hence to forth, we'll we'll consider the situation unfucked and uh and we'll just go 
back on the homeostasis from here on on out and uh and we'll pretend like everything else we've got a big rug over here we can just sweep it all under that boom so yeah in case anybody was wondering that's how we uh landed on the wonderful fucking location of qatar to uh to host the world cup this year and you know I just find it really unsurprising, I guess, would have to be the emotion I'm, I'm, I would have to elicit at the fact that somebody actually got drunk enough in that country to order 160 chicken nuggets. I'm surprised that the fucking morality police oh, this didn't was, this show up. Or... This wasn't in Qatar. This, that, was, uh, that was in England. Oh, okay. Well, they did it in England? Yeah. Oh, dude, 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 dude. That's just even, that's even better. You fuck. I was going to try and like rally with you lady and be like, oh, it's not even your language. No, you fucked up. You ordered 160 chicken nuggets. So, well, yeah, I, I enjoy I, it. Funny thing is I have been able to come across a receipt and uh, she ordered eight boxes of 20 chicken nuggets, uh, two barbecue sauces and two sour, sweet and sour sipping sauces. <laughs> So she's got 160 nuggets and four dippers. <laughs> and, you know... Oh, she also got two double cheeseburgers with extra cheese, extra ketchup, extra mustard, extra onions, and extra pickle. <laughs> now, that's a lot of food, right? The d- delivery fee was three pounds, 49 pence. Uh, service fee was two pounds, 49 pence. So she... I mean, you can't... She made out like a bandit. A six-pound delivery? I mean, that's pretty damn good, man. Yeah. DoorDash can't beat that shit. Well, all I know is that it would be damn near impossible to get 160 chicken nuggets down between four sauce packets, especially since we know they only sent her one of them. True. And, uh, and... Yeah, enjoy enjoy that. Enjoy your little victory nuggets as we move along to our next story. What do you say? This comes from Forbes.com. Parents refuse baby's life-saving heart surgery if vaccinated blood is used. New Zealand's uh, health agency is taking the parents of a four-month-old infant to court for refusing life-saving heart surgery if blood tainted by COVID vaccine is used, according to news reports. Parts of an alarming and dangerous trend propelled by persistent misinformation about the shot's effect on blood. Uh, New Zealand's health service has asked the courts to transfer guardianship from the infant's parents so consent may be given to use donated blood during the necessary open-heart surgery. The child's parents have refused to grant consent for the operation unless blood given by unvaccinated people is used because the vaccinated blood is tainted. New Zealand's blood service says it does not separate or label donated blood by vaccination status, nor is there any evidence suggesting vaccinations adversely affects the quality of a blood transfusion. Any COVID-19 vaccination in the blood breaks down after injection, uh, adding that all donated blood is filtered during the process so that any trace amounts uh, poses no risk to the recipient. The issue has created an impasse between the two parties, and Sue Gray, the parent's lawyer described by the Guardian as a prominent anti-vaccination campaigner, claimed the parents are simply demanding better care for their child than the state is offering, and the state has written off their, their 
feelings as conspiracy theorists. Paul White, the lawyer representing the health service, said the application is based on the best interest of the child, according to the Herald, adding that most children with the same condition would have been treated weeks ago. Wow. All right, you slice of fucking shit. Let me put it like this to you, you asshole. You want to die on that fucking hill? You go right the fuck ahead, and you die on that hill. But don't you fucking sit your kid up on a pedestal to be sacrificed on that hill just because you think. Like, bitch, I'll tell you what, you motherfucker. That's save your kid's life. That's to save your baby's life. What are you talking about? Tainted blood. Even if it is tainted, if it gives them a chance to go another fucking two weeks, then go. Like, you fucking animal. What the fuck, man? What the fuck is wrong with people, dude? What shit is that? Who do you think you are, man? You know, the, no, you don't. The, no, 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 no. The internet has done a lot of great things for the, for society and the world as a whole, but there are definitely aspects that I wish we could do without. That's your fucking kid, man. That's your fucking kid. Come on. Even if you believe that their blood would be tainted by the COVID-19 vaccination. They're going to die without it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, it's time to do something, even if it's fucking wrong. We're talking about your kid's life. Let's go. Yeah. You think I can get two steps forward? That those, I'm not worried about how many steps back we're taking. How many steps forward can we go? You know, Let's I, go. You know, I, I, I teach a class on... Um tourniquets and wound packing and things of that nature and you know people always like the demonstration i use on the on this this anatomical dummy i have um is using a t-shirt for wound packing well they could get infected i can treat an infection in a hospital later i can't treat no blood <laughs> okay yeah no fucking shit no I, i'm t i'm telling you man you know and believe what you want to believe about vaccines and everything like that. I'm not going to sit here on a pedestal and, and try and try and flip believers into non-believers and, and vice versa. Okay? Your opinions on vaccines are yours and yours to bear alone. But damn it, damn it, damn it. When we're talking about the life of your child. The life of your child. Like I said, you can die on that hill. But don't let your kid fucking die on that hill for you. No, 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 no. That is a human life, not a human shield. Don't you fucking use your kids to 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 get other people to jump on your fucking bandwagon. No, 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 no. Bad play. Good job, New Zealand. By the way, New Zealand's like, oh, okay, all right. You're not going to be good parents, then uh, you know, let let us show you what we can do. We're just going to take your ass right into fucking court and we're going to let somebody decide for you. Boom. Fuck all that noise, man. Boom, <sighs> indeed. Our next story comes from leesburgnews.com. Woman arrested after brawl, brawl with jealous boo who hit her with breakfast sandwich. <laughs> Bo. 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 Jealous Bo. Bo. Her bow. Yeah. A Leesburger woman was arrested after a brawl with her jealous beau who hit her with a breakfast sandwich. 
A Lake County Sheriff's deputy was dispatched Sunday to the 1200 block of Pine Island Drive when 39-year-old Jennifer Louise Rocopa called 911 to report an attack. Rocopa said she had gotten into an argument with her man friend who accused her of having sexual relations with someone else. She said she went to the store to get a drink and her beau went to get some food stamps to eat. <laughs> okay. When she returned, she parked in the driveway and was backed in when the, when the man returned with his sandwich. She told the deputy the man with and a mutual acquaintance who had been working on a vehicle in the driveway began yelling at her. She said she had been she was threatened when the man grabbed a toolbox and acted like he was going to throw it at her. She put the car in reverse and collided with the vehicle while <laughs> which had blocked her. She said she had gotten out of the car to see if there was any damage when both men began yelling at her. Another woman came out of the house and started yelling, according to Rocopa. Rocopa then claimed that she told the other woman to shut your fat ass up. That prompted her man friend to hit Rocopa several times with his sandwich. Deputies noted in the arrest report Rocopa had no signs of injuries other than some mustard on her jacket. However, the other witnesses told deputies that Rocopa was the aggressor. Rocopa was placed under arrest on charges of domestic battery and transported to the Lake County Jail. She was released after posting a $1,000 bond. I think there's one very important thing we have to ask ourselves here, Buck. What kind of fucking monster puts mustard on a breakfast sandwich? (laughs) Come on. Nothing. I well, I I I am that kind of monster, man. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm sitting here in silence. Maybe you'll see the fangs. <laughs> you know, because but, but 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 I don't want yellow mustard on a fucking breakfast sandwich, though. All right, I want bougie mustard, and I'm not talking great pecan either. I want some stone ground, like. If it looks like it came from Germany, it's got like Gildens or some some like you know German name on the on the fucking label. Uh, that's what I want on my breakfast sandwich. I don't want French's. I don't want that. And that's probably what White Trash Roo did there. You know, at, from reading the story, I can only imagine that they they say the woman came out of the house. That house has wheels on it. <laughs> That house has wheels on it, man. It probably has wheels that you could even see. Because <laughs> some modular homes and some mobile homes have that nice little skirting around it to hide the the uh, the trailer and the wheels that it sits on. Not this place, man. No, 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 no. It looks like it came out of Sam's Hot Car Lot. That's what I'll bet. That's what I'll bet. <laughs> And where was this? Where did it say where where this was? Oh, you know where this was. This is in Florida. Uh, Leesburg. I'm sorry, Leesburg. I, I thought it was going to be Florida. Is Leesburg in Florida? I well, there's a Leesburg, Virginia. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Lake County. Where's Lake County? I don't think it even. It, let, let's not focus on that. If it doesn't say it, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. I was just. I was just kind of wondering. It's in Florida. 
It's in Florida, okay. Leesburg Lake County. Okay. Yeah. Yes, okay. Indeedy. Yep. Yeah, I'm not even I'm not even surprised, man. Once you get that close to the Bermuda Triangle, man, shit just starts to get all fucking wonky. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like there's just there's a disturbance of the force there. Yes, indeed. No. All right, Buck, let's get to our last story here. This comes from four LLW LLTV.com. Uh Former Pearl River priest arrested after a threesome on the church altar pleads guilty. <laughs> oh, man. Pearl River, Louisiana. Travis Clark, the former Pearl River priest who was caught by a passerby having sex with two dominatrixes on the church altar, pled guilty Monday to a single count of felony obscenity. I plead guilty, Your Honor, Clark said in the 22nd uh, Judicial District Judge Ellen Creel in the Covington Courthouse. The crime carries a sentence of six months to three years in prison, but Clark, 39, received a three-year uh, prison sentence, which the court suspended in three years supervised probation. He was also ordered to pay a $1,000 fine. Clark had been the pastor of Saints Pierre, uh, Saint, sorry, St. Saint Peter's and Paul Catholic uh, Church, Catholic in uh, Paul, Pearl River, that is like a real mouthful, and was arrested in October of 2020 when witnesses saw two women having sex on the altar of the St. Peter's and Paul Catholic Church in Paul, Pearl River. The altar was burned and replaced by the church. <laughs> a representative of the Archdiocese of New Orleans was present and agreed to the sentence. Clark uh, has paid restitution in the amount of $8,000. <laughs> That is awesome. <laughs> if you're going to leave the priesthood, there's a, that's the way to do it, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They should just change the sign on the door to the church St. Mattress. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> the church of St. Mattress. Yeah. I, I love the fact that their congregation burnt the altar. <laughs> I know, I know for a fact that the discontented faces of the flock of sheeple was just lit so well by the flames of that, of that altar. They, they probably did it at night, had a gathering for it. Oh my gosh. We're going down I just, to the altar burning, boys! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh, this, I, oh, my legs worked well enough to be in certain places. Oh my gosh, I'm telling you, man, like, this is, th these are the time, like, skydiving, you know, going to amusement parks, roller coasters, I don't feel like I'm fucking missing out on anything, but being able to be just within, within eyesight of something like that happening, man, like, those that that's when I feel like I'm missing out. They probably did it in the woods. Like, <laughs> like, like I'd show. I even show up if they did it in the parking lot. But I know they did it in the woods. I know they had prayers. They had to be a ceremony, man. There had to have been something. I just can't see this just being like gas, fire, done. There had to have been something 
Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to go out and say there was a potluck also. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm telling you, dude, there had to have been something, man. They can't just have something like this happen and not have like a big fucking production about it. Local newspapers were probably in. There might have even been like a special town hall meeting over the shit. They might have gone all out footloose over this motherfucker, man. Like, oh my god, this is so great. Oh man, and two dominatrixes and their mug shots, they look so thrilled. They look so thrilled in those mug shots. And that guy looks like a kid who just got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. And it's just so great. Everything about this just makes me chortle. Well, I, I am truly glad that you are you are happy with this article choosing for this week. That being said, oh, folks, that is going to bring us to an end of another episode of the Social Liability Podcast. You can catch us each and every week. We release episodes every Saturday, and we've done so now for 154 weeks. That's pretty impressive, in my opinion. You can also check out our other podcast that Buck hosts called The Subcockles of Reddit. That's available on Anchor, Amazon Music. Uh, that's a new one. Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That all being and audible and audible. I didn't realize that, but okay. Audible. That being said, folks, I am the Raz. He is the buck wishing you all a happy and safe week. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the social liability podcast.